1: got a lot of uh people are fired up today ryan a lot of yep. super chats today and, and some questions if y'all want to get some questions in the mailbag throw those in there now jonathan burns with a super sticker jonathan thank you very very much q woodard with uh with a super super chat thank you said knew it would be a good show today yes it sure. does mm-hmm. also had a super sticker from john bertucci so thank you very much for that john appreciate you very, 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 very much. Let's go to some more here, Ryan. We got one from Chris Irish Young. My wife would be mad at me for being on my phone. Oh, well, let's go. That's awesome. So yeah. so thank you very much for that one as, as, as well. So we'll get to these, Ryan. Let's start off right here. Have you uh, Have you read these here as we move forward.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
2: We had a super chat from Frank G. Thank you so much, Frank. He said, Brian, I just wanted to thank you for your comments on the board. These young men and women earned this right to announce their commitment without any spoilers. Love the constant integrity of the IB family for these athletes.
1: And then he had another one that's kind of along the same lines. Frank, we really appreciate both of those. I want to give you all some backstory on what Frank's talking about. This is something I put on the board today. So Ryan and I had a talk today, and I've had – I've recently kind of had some issues with the way that we have done live shows in the past, because one thing I can't stand is this constant notion of taking the moment away from kids. You guys have heard me rail against this before. I I, I don't like how people in our business just feel this need to be right or to be first or to, you know, people going on, Hey, we're here and it's going to be Notre Dame for Kingston today. Why we're three hours away. Why, Why can't you just wait till five, let him have his moment. Then, give your backstory and we'll all know that you were connected. But then I also kind of felt a little conviction of, well, we would only do commit live shows if the kid was picking Notre Dame. And it was clear. I mean, you knew, if we said we're doing a live show, you knew what was going to happen. Now we never said it. And that was my justification. Ryan was, well, we don't say he's picking Notre Dame, but everybody knew. And so it was a backhanded way of kind of stealing that spotlight. And so our new decision is going to be until we're ready with CFB Nation and Irish Breakdown, until we're in a position to kind of cover all commitments, then we're not going to cover any live where we play the video and we carry it live and then break it down because we also didn't like the fact that we're sitting there saying, well, if this kid picks Notre Dame, we're kind of doing the pregame stuff when we know he's picking Notre Dame. And so what we decided to do is we're we're going to follow what we believe is the right way to do it which is to not do things that take away the kid's moment. If the kid tells us it's okay for us to do that, then we'll do it. And and that's, you know, but that's, that's his choice. And we're going to respect that. So we will not be doing live shows where we carry a kid's commitment anymore until we get to the point where we're doing it for all recruits, whether they're going to pick Notre Dame or not, or even looking at Notre Dame. And we're just not there yet. And that'll be more of a CFP Nation thing down the road. So we'll get there but that's not where we are right now. And hopefully we'll have some kids make their decisions on our show. But uh, so that's why we did not go live today. Ryan, you and I found out I was actually sitting in the parking lot at church. When you first texted me this morning, getting ready to go yeah. church that we kind of <laughs> got the word that this was going to happen. And uh, we decided not to go live to air it. Cause we knew what that would meant. Even if we went live and we tried to tell people, we really don't know that would have a been a lie. And then B, people would have said, Hey, no, no, that's Notre Dame. IB never goes live when, unless the kid's going to commit. And, you know, cause we were originally going to go right before live. And I just decided, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. And so we're going to, we're going to not be hypocritical on this and put our money where our mouth is, so to speak, and not go live until a kid has made a decision. And we'll do what we did today, right? As soon as he commits, we'll boom, publish the show and say, Hey, we're going live in 10 minutes. And that's what we'll do. And then we can all come celebrate together. So yep. thank uh, Frank. I appreciate you both for those super chats and for your support. And I, I'll be honest, I was a little surprised at how many people some support, supported that decision on the board. And I hope the people in the show support
2: that decision as well. Agree. We had another super chat from Andrew Gilmore. Andrew, thank you so much. He said, huge, huge win. Happy yeah. for Al Washington. Does Notre Dame still pursue Bradley Shaw? So, I mean, we, yeah, we, we hit on that a little yeah. bit, Andrew. And had, I,
1: yeah, there's some yeah. others like Ant VR also asked that. And so let's yeah. just be, Ryan, just be real clear about yeah. where how we see this one.
2: Yeah, as of right now, we do not anticipate Notre Dame targeting anybody else in the linebacker class in 2024. I think the attention is going to turn now to 2025 and being super particular with that class. Could things change if there's something with the roster that is going to be foregone after the season or there's something, a a defection that you're not anticipating right now that happens? It's always possible. But as Mm -hmm. of right now, We do not anticipate there being a push for Bradley or anybody else on the 2024 linebacker board or a linebacker that isn't on the board right now. We think that they stay pat with three as of today. And Ryan, regarding Al Washington, this needs to be emphasized again
1: because, yes, defensive tackle recruiting has to get better. We've talked about this. Defensive tackle recruiting has been an issue at Notre Dame for way before Al Washington was Notre Dame's defensive line coach. It's been an issue for a while. And they've gotten some guys here and there that were good players, but overall, it's been a, it's been a mess. But this defensive end class, which has been primarily driven by Al Washington, is very good. Yeah, and he did play a very important role in this. Now, is he the primary reason? Nobody is, other than Marcus Freeman. But I don't. I mean, it would have been a lot harder for Marcus Freeman to close on this kid if not for the impact that Al Washington has had really over the last year yeah. in this recruitment. So yes, he he deserves uh, praise for that. He deserves praise for the defensive end hall that he brought in this class in Cole Mullins, Logan Thomas, and Bryce young. And now it's like, okay, now let's go, let's go take that next step and really start doing the the thing you need to do at defensive tackle. Uh, they do have a commitment from Davion Dixon, who's a top 200 caliber player. Next year's class who's a good football player. Uh, Jarquez Carter, who I think is a very talented athletic three technique would be a really nice compliment to, to Davion Dixon is going to be visiting here in July or yeah, late July. So, Uh, certainly taking steps in the right direction in my opinion is al washington as a recruiter it just now it's time to take that next step and you know not have the misses like the justin scotts or whatever but we can't hammer him for missing on justin scott and ignore the the big impact he had on the defensive end class and the 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 uh the commitment of kingston villiama asa either asa either Ryan
2: yeah no i mean al it was funny i remember when kingston came on the show before on the podcast obviously and i asked him about coaches and I believe Al Washington was the first guy he mentioned at that point, which is just – again, it speaks volumes because for everything that we push back against Al Washington, just saying in the universe, right, as far as the misses that he's had, there's also been some very good with Al Washington that we need to recognize. And this is one of them. Al Washington gets a big assist for Kingston. He helped helped bring them from behind with the relationship that he had. There's no doubt about that. Put
1: it in position where Coach Freeman could close on it. Right. If yes. you look at my board, Ryan, the Irish Breakdown board of rankings, my number one, two, three, and four prospects in this class are Kingston one, Cole Mullins two, by a, I mean, I'm talking like in the six eighties, one point difference. That gives you an inclination. So Kingston one, Cole Mullins two, it's Brent, Bronte Johnson three, and Logan Thomas four. Three of those four. Al Washington played a key role in getting them in the class. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, we all we've always said this. It's not personal. When you do a good job, we're going to praise you. When you don't do a good job, you're going to be criticized. That's how we're going to be. And with the the Justin Scott is one we we're very hard on Coach Washington, but some of these other wins were big. Yep. And and I just want to emphasize too the 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 team nature of how they got this one done. Yeah. Yes, Coach Freeman was. You don't do it without him but you don't do without Coach Washington and the role that Chad and his group of people played in it and the role Max Bulla did kind of late, getting really in late and sharing his vision of how he would coach him up. And Coach Golden had a role in this as well. You can't deny that either. Was Al Golden a driver of this recruitment? No. Did he have an impact on it And, and a, uh, to a degree? Absolutely. Yeah. And and so that's, uh, that's all of it went together to, to make this a win, and it's a big win for Notre Dame.
2: We had another super chat from Andrew Gilmore. Andrew, thank you so much. He says, "What is Lincoln Riley thinking in terms of Alex Grinch? Didn't Kingston visit USC many, many times? You cannot use the portal to replace a guy like Kingston."
1: I, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's kind of interesting. He did visit many times. Yes, I, I don't know if this necessarily says anything about Alex Grinch. i I think usc did a good job but right now usc is does not have the perception of being a program that is a place you want to be a great defensive player at i mean i just you know what i mean i just don't know if if they're there right now and they don't play very good defense and for all the the complaining that notre dame fans do about the notre dame defense i'm like could you imagine if you all had to if you all had to value – if you had to root for a team that played defense the way that USC did last year, I mean, they gave up 29.2 points per game. They gave up 28 to Stanford, gave up 25 to Arizona State, 43 to Utah, 37 to Arizona, 35 to Cal, 45 to UCLA, 27 to Notre Dame, 47 in a rematch with Utah, and then 46 to Tulane. I think that now that's where you could say let's criticize Alex Grinch, but here's a here's a, a a reality check for some people. Lincoln Riley's always had defenses like this, no matter who his defensive coordinator was. At some point yeah. in time, you got to look in the mirror and say maybe I'm part of the problem, right? And and you can keep going out there and getting these transfers and throwing money at them and promise them the L.A. glitz and glamour, but eventually you're going to have to be able to start getting some of these kids. But they're starting to. I mean, the Marcellus Williams kid was a really good pickup for them in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, they're starting to improve their high school recruiting, so I, I don't know if I would overreact too much to this. I think Notre Dame just did a great job. And, and guys, let's be honest, Notre Dame going out to California and winning big-time recruitments is not a new thing, right? It, it, it's not. They've California's been a, a base state for Notre Dame for a very long time. They're just yeah. now starting to to reignite some of the impact type of kids from the region, but this isn't a new thing. For yep. notre dame it is not all right let's get to some we got some more super chats before we get to th- some other questions as well
2: charlie weiss's last belt what's up charlie he said i just went scuba diving with sharks and came back to the wonderful news awesome pickup hats off to the crew who was involved with getting him wow charlie scuba diving with sharks man that's yeah intense. i mean <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm just glad that you got back <laughs>
2: you yeah. know what i mean like I, that's I, I, yeah. I, I've I've done some snorkeling and scuba diving with like, yeah. you know, turtles and dolphins and stuff, but sharks, that's a new one, man. That's intense. It's pretty intense. Yep. I respect yep. it though, man. You're a braver man than I am Charlie. Yep. Yeah.
1: It, uh, n- that's not something you're going to see me doing, Ryan. I can promise <laughs> you that. I can promise yeah, I wouldn't you be that.
2: going with sharks either. I wouldn't nope. be going with sharks either. Nope. No.
1: I don't watch shark week. I'm not a big shark. I'm not a big ocean guy, period. You know, it's like, no, I'm good, man. i I'm, I'm just going to stay in my clear pool where I can see
2: everything inside. I'm good. I'm good. We had a super chat from Wicked Bronco Productions. Thank you so much, Wicked. Justin Scott stings, but our fan base will sing a different tune if by National Signing Day we have Kingston, Villamo, Asa, and Gerby Lambert, as well as CJ Carr and Cam Williams, who I feel are all five star caliber kids. KVA reminds me of Manti so much. I mean, I get why people say he reminds them of Manti. I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that, the background right? and stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. right.
1: And, and, and body type and all that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I get that. I, I think that's different. quite, that's very quite, different. yeah. There's some differences there. I think Keith Kingston is, Manti was a lot more powerful. Yeah. Kingston's a little bit more fluid, smoother, athletic. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're, they're different players, but I can understand why people would have that comparison.
2: Right. I get it. Yeah. But I agree with you that you will change your tune a little bit if you end the way. Because that was the thing with last year. It wasn't that Notre Dame didn't sign a really good class. It was that it was the sting of who didn't sign with Notre Dame last year that everybody was so distaste. There's
1: not as much of that this year if they can keep everybody in the class and get Kirby, right? It's like, yeah, you're always going to have that if only they would have got Justin Scott. But outside of that, the other misses are, are, are more you and I disagreeing with who they prioritized. Right, right. Like you yeah. and I might disagree that they should have taken Caleb Brewer over Anthony Knapp, right? But they made that choice. It wasn't that they lost him. Sure. You know, we may say, "Hey, gee, you know, somebody could argue." Well, gee, I wish they would have gone with McKelty Williams over or Malachi Williams over Logan Thomas. Okay, I mean, we can have that conversation. It's a fun debate to have. But this was the choice they made. They liked Logan Thomas more. They felt he fit what they're trying to do more. That's a decision they made. There weren't yep. those stunning losses and i would argue if they get gearby you could make a case that there's more upper level five star ish caliber players in this class compared to last year's class if they get gearby i would i would say you could make that case that because last year the only guy we had as a five star was jagasol right now i have one kid for sure as a five star cj Carr, but there's several others that are not far away cam williams is not far away he's a Another good year jump away from being in a five star for me. Gearby Lambert's not that far away. I could see him if he has a jump like Charles Jagasaw had, I would argue he was further along than Charles Jagasaw was as a junior. And then That's- Charles Jagasaw had a big jump as a senior. I
2: yeah. had
1: more certainty as a junior that Char- that Gearby Lambert can play tackle than I did Charles Jagasaw. So if Gearby makes a similar jump, he's a five star kid. To your point from earlier, Ryan, if Kingston kind of has that year two away from the injury, you know, get a little bit more of the burst back, then we're having a conversation about him being in, the, in there because yep. he's not that far away from it. So I, I think you could make that case. It's it's a very high caliber class. I, I would say I like last year's depth a little better, Ryan, than this year's yes. class. Agreed. But I think that the top of this class, the top of this year's class can absolutely compete, if not maybe slightly ahead of last year's class. I don't know that I would necessarily go that far, but it's it's certainly in the conversation to be, especially on defense, because last year's class, some of the better, de- outside of, I would say, outside of Christian Gray, Drake and Jaden Osbury, I would argue last year's class was about the really lower floor, really high ceiling guys, yeah, like like Bubakar and Armel mm-hmm. and Brennan Vernon and even Micah Bell to a degree, you know, the the, the other guys were like those real steady Ben Minnick types and Devin Houston types and the Don Shuler types that are good football players, but maybe not the ceilings of, and even the floors of the Kingstons and and guys like that and Cole Mullen. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of fairness
2: to that. Good, good, good comments. Another one from Ricky Bracco productions. Thank you. If we get Deuce Knight, who I think is the second-best quarterback in the class behind Bryce Underwood, 2025 quarterback, I believe Knight is ranked third. When is the last time Notre Dame got back-to-back-to-back to back to back quarterbacks of Kenny Minchie, C.J. Carr, and Deuce Knight?
1: Well, I mean, not that long ago. I mean, Notre Dame went through a stretch, folks, where in consecutive recruiting classes, they got Everett Golson, Gunner Keel, Malik Zaire, Deshaun Kaiser, and Brandon Wimbush. Brandon Wimbush was a top 50 caliber recruit. Deshaun Kaiser was a top 100 recruit by at least one service. Gunnar Keel was a five-star recruit. Everett Golson should have been a much higher-ranked recruit. He wasn't just because of his size. And Malik Zaire was a top 100 caliber guy. So we've seen stretches like this before. What I would say is I'm a little more confident in the development of the quarterback position now than I was then, right? Because the argument we had for a long time was Notre Dame got talented kids, I mean, Deshaun Kaiser's is just God-given ability as good as anybody they've had. And the only other person that you can maybe argue is even better is Everett. I mean, just pure arm talent. They just didn't develop those guys. Malik Zaire was no slouch. I mean, Malik Zaire had the, the strongest arm of all of them, including Brandon Wimbush. And then you have like a Phil Dracovic, who was a stud, right? It was never about, gee, they can't get talented players. You and I always push back on they can't recruit talented quarterbacks. They've done it. The problem is development. Now they had right. gone through a recent stretch where quarterback recruiting was bad, but that was partly by poor planning and poor choice by Brian Kelly. You know, Tommy Reese liked Cade Klubnick and Drew Aller. Brian Kelly didn't want to go after him. That, that, that's really what it came down to. It was just laziness. But Notre Dame's always had the ability to recruit quarterbacks. The question is, can they develop them? Because if, if Notre Dame's as good as we think they're going to be this year, then you're going to say the two best years that Notre Dame had in the last three years were both with transfer quarterbacks. You got to prove that you can develop these kids, and that still remains a question. I'm a lot more confident because if if Notre Dame would have had Deshaun Kaiser take the high school to end of his career jump that Desmond Ritter took at Cincinnati under Geno, right? He's a top ten NFL draft pick, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, because his physical tools and I would argue are better than Desmond Ritter's. Just got oh, arm talent, and athleticism, and size. Yeah, they just didn't develop him up here and here. That's the problem. Yep. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, could I just, the development's the thing for me. But yeah, Always if they could, be. if they could get Deuce, Deuce Knight, that'd be huge. And he's on campus, what, Ryan, in four days, right? He's on 27th.
2: campus Thursday. Yep. So it'll be Thursday, right? I believe yep. he'll be on campus. So it'll be a big one. We had another one from Wicked Bronco Productions. Thank you so much. The thing Andrew mentioned with Alex Grinch was because a USC insider from on three. So that USC's lack of getting elite defensive recruits has been because of how bad USC's defense has been and kids want to see it improve. Sure. I mean, we've kind of, we've kind of talked about that, right?
1: I mean, that's what we were talking about. Why would you want to go
2: waste away? Right. They don't have that reputation.
1: Right. They don't have that reputation of being a great defensive team and everybody can blame Alex Gritch all they want. but here's the consistent thing under Lincoln Riley, no matter who their defensive coordinator was, they've never been very good on defense. And at some point in time, you've got to say one of two things is true. Okay, this is what you have to admit if you're if you're Lincoln Riley. Number one is you are very bad at hiring defensive coordinators. You do a bad job of picking and choosing defensive coordinators because outside of 2020, the COVID year when they gave up only 21 points a game, that was aided by a, a shutout of Southwest Missouri State and a giving up only nine points to Kansas. The rest of the games they gave up 38, 37, 45, 14, 28, 13, 14, 21, and 20. Right outside of that COVID year, and, and Ryan, what have you and I always said about co- the COVID year? When that's the anomaly over everything else you've done, then it was it. You have to kind of ignore it because it was the COVID aspect of it, right? Pat yes. last four years, Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern have sucked all but one year. It was the COVID year, right? So maybe you're the problem because Alex Grinch hasn't been your D coordinator this entire time. You've had other D coordinators, and guess what? Your defenses continued to suck. You've only had one year in your entire tenure as head coach where you give up fewer than 25 points a game, and that was a COVID year. Maybe maybe you're part of the problem, right? At some point in time, it's not Alex Grinch's fault. It's on Lincoln Riley. To address some, and fix
2: some of those Oklahoma teams had some really good defensive talent on it yeah. too, and just wasn't utilized very well. Like I remember They're, that Isaiah Thomas defensive line that they had a couple years ago. Like that was a yeah. good, talented defense and just wasn't well, very good. Right? Even it.
1: their yeah, the tw- you're talking about the 2020. You Nick Bonito got drafted. Isaiah Thomas, yeah. I believe, got drafted. Perrin Winfrey was a, an NFL type of kid. You had Jalen Redmond on that team. Patrick Fields, Brian Osamawa. like you had some NFL talent on that football team, and you gave up over 25 points a game. Yep. Right. I mean, at what point in time do you start saying I can't keep cycling out defensive coordinators and blaming defensive coordinators that that I might actually be part of the problem exactly. with how we run our team and how we practice and the type of offense we run and just say, hey, but that I can live with that. I just because I this is what I think Lincoln Riley looks. I don't need you to be a top 10 NFL or a top 10 defense. I just need you to make stops in moments where we're help us win football games. That's all I need you to do. But that's also why I think he's eventually going to never not be a champion until he changes that, because eventually you're going to get to a team that can match you, toe, can go toe to toe with you scoring, but can stop you on, has a better chance of stopping you because their defense is better than you do. That's just the way that I see it. And, you know, you can blame Alex Grinch all you want, but this is a, this is a uh, to me, this is a, a Lincoln Riley problem. So we'll get down another super chat down here from Shelton Hager. Shelton, thank you very much. Thank you for your super chat. He says, let's go. Thanks for being pure class IB. Y'all won't be outmatched. I appreciate that, Shelton. Shelton, very, 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 very much. Let's go back up here to b 2070 because if you're doing a mailbag, does, does Notre Dame Landy Kingston maybe swing in their favor to flip Scott back over to the Irish or perhaps draw an interest from other high-level defensive players go Irish? I don't think it'll have a huge impact on Justin Scott right now. I think Justin Scott made his decision, right? I think what this really comes down to is you want to flip Justin Scott. This could be a thing that puts him over the edge if you're able to do other things to get him and then go out and beat Ohio State. Like, look, guys, I don't care if Justin Scott's right now thinking, man, I I might want to rethink my Notre Dame decision because of this let's not forget Notre Dame wasn't even number two, right? Right. Like if Justin Scott's rethinking his decision right now, it's, gee, maybe I should have gone to Michigan or Miami. It's not Notre Dame, right? If Notre Notre Dame has, if they're going to get Kingston, it's going to be, I mean, uh, Justin Scott, it's going to be because a lot of other things happen. They stay on and they continue to recruit them. You know, they do all those things, but you got to go beat Ohio state. At the end of the day, that's what you got to do. Now, if you're able to do all of that, then having Kingston might help you a little bit. Sure. But if Kingston, I mean, I, I want to remind people of this. Notre Dame was not a close runner-up for number two for Justin Scott. The kid would not even visit this summer, refused to visit Notre Dame this summer. It's going to take a whole lot more than landing Kingston, Vilayama, Asa, to 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 do that. So, yeah.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
2: We had a question from Jacob Hayden who said, Mailbag, when a kid calls coaches on which decision he makes, is it a gentleman's agreement for the coaching staff to accept or do they try and talk into their school one last time? Uh, I it, mean – It varies yes, depending yes, on the it school.
1: Varies. Most <laughs> yeah. schools have the respect to say, you know, you, you, you sure? You, know, you really think you could do some great things here? you sure? I respect yeah. that. And then you, then you let him have his moment and then you just stay on him. Yeah. Right? But there will but be different. some – yeah. I mean, I've heard stuff about coaches yelling at a kid. You know, he told he calls them to tell them. I mean, I've heard stories about – especially down in the SEC, I've heard this a few times. They'll call and tell school, hey, I'm going to so-and-so. And they'll start cussing at him and just like, man, it's like you, you guys are losing your minds. Seriously, Most man. schools will not do that. They'll they'll have respect for the kid. Because they also know, like, if you do that, you're, you have no shot at Ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's
2: it. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're basically yeah, let him have his a moment and then point. just, yeah,
1: stay on him. Just yeah. keep that relationship going. Stay on him.
2: Timeout, Tom. I heard Rico Flores' name a great deal early in the spring, but he seems to disappear as Great House emerged. Does Flores still fit Notre Dame's plans for this year?
1: That might have happened. Like in 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 Tom, don't take my comment the wrong way. That might have happened in your perception because all that's talked about is the spring game. But I I know of nowhere in Irish breakdown has Rico Flores' his name disappeared. They don't even play the same position. Rico's more of a Z, and Jaden yeah. Greathouse is right now more of a slot guy uh, yeah. for Notre Dame. So, uh, I mean, the only way I could say that is if you're just looking at it saying that because Greathouse was so good in the spring game and Rico didn't catch any balls, but, like, n- almost no one on the blue team caught any passes in that game. So, yeah. I mean, Tobias, I don't think, had, like, what, one catch? Dion didn't have a catch. Rico yeah, didn't, didn't have much. a catch. Chris Tyree didn't have a catch. Braylon James didn't have a catch because nobody had catches on the blue team. They only completed like five or six passes the whole, whole game. If I remember, correctly. it was crazy. It
2: was, it was ugly, man. It was ugly. But no, he,
1: he is. Does he still fit in their plans? I mean, he just finished one semester of college. Of course he still fits in their plans. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the also a reason that you need to be on the, the message board, Tom, if you're, if you're not on the message board, you should be on it because I talked to, uh, I had a pretty big Intel piece on Rico on that Ryan, i I'm, i do not know if you had a chance to read that or not yet i did had a really big intel on rico and the, the job he's doing this summer and what the staff thinks about him if you're if you are on the board and you just didn't see that just find one of the intel articles and click on the green intel tag and it'll pull up all the intel articles and you go find no it's i think it's notre dame summer intel offense edition i think it was part one is the one i had on the receivers round i believe yeah I uh, so. so you can find that on there tom and uh, and check that out but yeah big big part of rico and, and i know we've talked about him a lot in our yeah. previews of the receiver position for sure and
2: it's it's only one spring so yes right he's exactly still part of their plans exactly. for a Absolutely. long time <laughs> they
1: like rico a lot
2: joe medina says who's the biggest uncommitment name left on Notre dame's board who's the biggest name uncommitted or not on Notre dame's wish list other than justin scott on the board it's gerby lamberts as we stand today uh, offensive tackle out of massachusetts 6'7", 285 pounds. He is the missing piece of this offensive line group in 2024, which I think will make it a good to very good class yet again for the second straight year. And I think Joe Rudolph has the potential to make a big impact, obviously, on that one. So, yes, he is the biggest one as of right now.
1: Yeah, it's it's Gearby, and that's really it. I mean, I I can see them getting Gearby and then just being like trying to flip a couple kids, and that's about it. I mean, they're done at running back, done at quarterback, and, you know they they may still try to stay involved in Carter Nelson until they get a second tight end in 25 there's yeah. no offensive lineman i mean literally they're going to land their top two offensive linemen if they get gearby that they wanted um, Justin Scott at D tackle no linebackers Caleb Beasley at corner no yep. safeties i mean i, I think they're going to Well unless much... you count
2: Davis Andrews as a 2025 yeah but i mean still, he'll but, be he'll yeah. be he'll <laughs> have made his decision wherever he's
1: going yeah by the time the season kicks off correct but right. yeah i kind of uh, for me Ryan, i kind of count him as a 26 guy Like it's fair. Yeah. Doesn't make it
2: any less important to get him because I think he's really good. But yeah, we had Greg O said, as far as linebacker depth goes, is Keanu Kia coming back for his Mormon mission next year? What impact would that have?
1: Ryan, you want to take that one? Because I know you've spoken to the family about this one somewhat recently, right?
2: Yep, of course, yeah. So Josiah Kia is his younger brother in the 2025 class that Notre Dame is recruiting as well. He's kind of a rover body type, 6'2", 200 pounds, right around right now. Keanu, as far as I know, as far as the last conversation I had, he is doing his mission right now. I believe in the state of North Carolina or Virginia. I it was Raleigh area, of North Carolina. Yeah, I think it was North Carolina. So he is he. The plan is 2024 season. He will be back for so be prior to next season. And as far as we know right now, he will be welcome back. And we'll see, obviously, what his body looks like and how he fix, figures into the conversation at that point.
1: Now, I believe, Ryan, that Notre Dame actually played him in 2021, his yeah. freshman season, because my guess would be that the plan was play him then. Don't waste a year. And by what I mean by that is, if you, you say, Well, you wasted a year by playing him. No, because now you can redshirt him when he gets back, and you have a year to get him back into shape. Build his body back up. And yep, and, yep. and then because then because then you're when you're doing that year to build his body back up and get him into shape. Now you are wasting a year because you've already used his redshirt. And and so you are you're now basically sitting him on the bench for nothing. Where right. he played, I think, eight games, eight or nine games as a freshman. So that was actually special smart teams. to yeah. play him on special teams and as a backup linebacker and some blowouts knowing that you're going to want to redshirt him in the year he gets back from his mission. So I think that was actually a really smart strategy by Notre Dame to do that with him, in my opinion. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Ryan, but I I think it makes a lot of sense. Play him now, and because then he would have been three years out having really played in a football game. Because his freshman year at Notre Dame, and then maybe four years, because you don't know how much he's going to play in 24 when he's coming back off of a two-year mission. So Right. I think I like the strategy. I think it made a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm gonna ask this one, Ryan, to see your because you like, let yeah. you answer this one. Uh yep. Steven Goodson Who is the NFL comparison to Viliama Asa? Uh I'm looking at a bigger Bob
2: Sanders. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't compare him to Bob Sanders. That was a safety. But um, I mean, uh, uh it's tough, man. I actually don't have a great comparison for Kingston at the moment. Like his what about body the, type the Broncos,
1: Oops. the the kid from Iowa that the Broncos have. Josie um, Jewell? Josie Jewell. Thoughts on that? Or is he a little better in coverage than Josie was? Yeah, I, I,
2: th- I think he's a little smoother than Josie. Josie was a little yeah. more of a downhill type of kid. I don't know. I, I, I would say, Stephen, because I think you're on the message board, I believe, if I remember correctly. But maybe ask this one for me if you want my opinion just directly, maybe in like a day or so. Because like I just haven't penciled in a good comp yet for Kingston. Because he is kind of an interesting linebacker. Like he's He, he doesn't really... Cause he's a downhill kid, but he's not like the traditional downhill kid. Cause he's got more length and a little bit more smoothness than you would kind of pigeonhole into that role. So I, I think that there's a better comp than what I currently have out there right now.
1: All right, here we go. Ryan
2: uh, from Florida. Irishman. Florida Irishman says mailbag. Do you think he will now be a good recruiter for Notre Dame? I think it's just his presence is a really good – like he he is a St. John Bosco kid. He's a highly rated kid, and he's a really like well-spoken kid. He's not incredibly outwardly and like rah-rah. Like that's not his style. But I think Kingston Villamo Asa is going to be a guy that you're like, oh – that guy's going to play for you. That's and he, pretty and he
1: will do for kids what, what others did for him. He's going to give you an yeah. honest opinion of why he made the choice that he did. And then say, you got to go do what you got to do. But yes, in that regard, I think that matters. I think that'll absolutely have an impact. No doubt about it.
2: Yep. We had Andy football nerd said now that Notre Dame has a, three top-tier linebacker class in three consecutive classes from 2024 to 2026. Can the linebacker room be the defense, what the offensive line tight end rooms are for the offense? Hope so. Yeah, it's, about the, it's about development at that point. Right? Yeah, I like, hope so. Talent is certainly going to be right. there, but are, are they going to be developed as well as the offensive line and the tight ends? Like, that's where I'm
1: Because, right, to that's right. – like, Notre Dame's not known for being great recruiters of offensive linemen, right? A lot of the big-time players Notre Dame had, Ronnie Stanley wasn't a highly-ranked guy. Nick Martin wasn't right. a highly-ranked guy. Highly, You know what I mean? A lot of the guys they had weren't highly-ranked guys. Uh, yep. It was the development piece. Michael yep. Mayer was a highly-ranked player. Derm Smythe wasn't. Tommy Trumbull wasn't. You know, so Cole Komet and Brock Wright were, but the others weren't. So Uh, last two, Ryan. But I I do think that to your point, though, it's one thing to recruit it. Now you got to develop it. That's going to be the key. Because otherwise you're just receivers where they recruited a bunch of good players every year, but could never develop them. you recruited a bunch of good quarterbacks every year, but you never developed them. It's about the development piece. And then that makes the recruiting even better.
2: Yep. We had Andrew Gilmore said, who is the better recruiter, Marcus Freeman or Mario Cristobal?
1: I think Marcus Freeman is because Marcus Freeman's doing as good of a job, if not better than Mario Cristobal. I would argue better. And he doesn't have the, yeah. let's just say, resources to yes. buy, I mean, excuse me, land a high school recruits the way that Miami yeah. does. So absolutely Marcus Freeman. If I had to pick in, one of the two, vacuum. absolutely
2: Marcus yeah. Freeman.
1: 100%. Yeah, in a vacuum. I mean, and I, I think the results Marcus are even Freeman. better, too. The last yeah, I two can't, years.
2: I can't imagine Marcus Freeman with, you know, some improper benefits behind him like that would be right. uh that would be insane It'd be yeah. unfair.
1: if, if yeah. like none of us are like you know screw it we're going all in we're going to buy players i don't want them to do ryan i really don't yeah but if they did oh my gosh yeah give me a break last we- last one ryan and we'll wrap it okay. up
2: jonathan gabrick says so if we get gerby lambert that puts us at 23 are we good with the number or do we go one or two more and if so what positions do we look at I think we talked
1: about this a little bit, Ryan. I, I could see them trying to flip a tight end, you know, Carter Nelson. Yeah. I shouldn't say a tight end, Carter Nelson. Uh, I think they could still look at Justin Scott or another, if another D tackle kind of emerges during the year, I could see that as well. Uh, trying to flip Caleb Beasley outside of that. I think, cause here's the thing they're loaded in 2025, like, like the 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 2025 class is really loaded, Jonathan, and and I think the way that Notre Dame looks at it is we would rather use that extra scholarship unless it's on like a dude Carter Nelson, Justin Scott, Caleb Beasy, like a dude. Uh, unless it's that kind of player, we'd rather focus on 25 and then separate, you know, balance the classes out a little bit instead of getting a 28 and one class. You know, getting, you know, 23, 24, 23, 23. And that's going to help with some of the kids not leaving because you're not overloading in certain classes. But look, they're done at quarterback. They're done at running back. They're done at wide receiver. They're done on the offensive line if they get Gearby. They're done at defensive end. They're done at linebacker. They're done at safety for 24 kids. Obviously, like I said, I count Davis Andrews as a 26 kid. And Notre Dame is still recruiting Davis Andrews a lot. He's going to visit on next Sunday as part of the barbecue. That's going to be big for Notre Dame. I love that kid but I count him as a 26 kid because he is going on the mission, but he would, you know, be a 24 recruit. It's just how I view it. So I think other than that, I think their focus is, and and should be on the 20, the 25 class, which is a really, really loaded class. There's no doubt about it. And and I like the idea of kind of spreading the kids out a little bit, a little, you know, so there's just not like 29, 30 in one class. It also leaves you some options to say, Hey, We've got a couple scholarships to work with in case you need to go get a transfer kid at a certain position next year as well. I think that's a good way to have roster management. where you just don't load up on 30 kids one year, 28 the next, and then just naturally have to process some kids out. So that's all I see. And then we had a big old super chat to end the sucker from K Grant. My man, I appreciate you very, very much. Uh, Brian with the shirt. Yeah, this is a big one, man. This was a big commitment for Notre Dame. There's no doubt about it. Definitely a gap closer for Notre Dame the Irish. So that's going to do it, everybody. Have a great rest of your night. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. If you have not done so, sign up for our message board. We've had a ton of signups this last week. We're just getting closer and closer and closer to our our preseason goal, our first game of the season goal. Uh, Really excited about that. Definitely check all that stuff out. We'll be back tomorrow. Ryan will have a, a recruiting podcast tomorrow at one o'clock. He's going to break down uh, kind of our next in line of our 2025 preview. I will we'll be back. Vince and I will be back on Tuesday for our sort of our preseason overview, camp overview for Notre Dame. So definitely check that out as well. If you have not done so, subscribe to our podcast, Irish Breakdown Podcast, and also sign up for the CFB Nation podcast. We had some really good content on there last week. Uh, from the CFP All America guys, Lucky Lefty obviously is putting stuff up there on a daily basis. Brian Smith is putting stuff up on there. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of shows on there this year, so you really def if you're if you're not subscribed to the CFP Nation podcast, you're missing out. You definitely want to check that out, folks. So we'll talk to you again here very soon. Thanks for being with us today. Big pickup for Notre Dame, uh, really really huge for getting Kingston Billy, awesome. Now it's go get Gearby Lambert, go get Davis Andrews and. And it's a wrap and get ready for the twenty twenty three season. Talk to y'all again very soon on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.